May 2023 credit card welcome offers on today's Milonomic Squared podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Sam Simon. And I'm Robert Dwyer. And this is the Milonomic Squared podcast, no annual fee edition. If you're not subscribed to the full Milonomic Squared podcast, you're missing out on a deeper dive into topics like the following. We're going to talk credit cards this month, and we haven't ever done this before. We're going to talk about the best credit card welcome bonuses available right now. I, I don't know if we're going to do a complete dive of the entire credit card landscape, but new offers, uh, maybe some old offers and some offers that haven't been available. But I think we both got lucky this month with Chase and I'm thinking about 524 with the Sapphire products. Yeah. On our Patreon show, we covered that, but we have not covered it here on the No Annual Fee Show. And there were data points. Doctor of Credit had some reports and has from time to time had these reports saying that Chase is is approving cards with applications for people who are over 524. And as someone who's over 524, and I believe you are as well, Robert, every time this news comes around, I want to say we go for it. And it never works out. But this time... It just worked, right? Yeah, it worked for both of us. It's worked for others, but not everybody. So I don't know if we've got the whole puzzle quite figured out, but what do you think? What is the condition that people are getting approved under? Well, we've seen we've seen really wild data points, Robert. We've seen people not get approved on a head-on application and get approved on a referral application. Hmm. We've seen 724, 824 get approved. We've seen higher numbers of uh, uh, 524 status applications get denied and so i think they're you know they're they're wiggling a little bit i mentioned on the last time we talked that you know they they have to admit people into these cards eventually and if if the metric is hard 524 you're not getting our card that's not a model for growth at least not unlimited growth because you're going to eventually run out of people who qualify under that specific thing this is a great time to get credit cards so that i think that number of people is going down i think that's the metric right now what do you think yeah probably some people falling off from uh, the previous push when the sapphire reserve came out and you know if they've gotten out of the Chase ecosystem. That was a one-time hit. You know, that may be a time to bring someone like that back into the fold. I I think my friends that went for the Sapphire Reserve when it was a hundred thousand point welcome bonus. Yeah. yeah, just something you just could explain in five seconds about why this is so valuable and why you should do it right now. Uh, maybe it's a good time for those people to come back in the fold because they still have that 48 month churning restriction in place across all uh, Sapphire products, both Sapphire products, I should say. So you need to watch out for that. Uh, and you need to be make sure that you don't still have one right now. So maybe there's some stunts you could play where if you maybe you kept a Sapphire preferred around or even a reserve, uh, downgrade that to a freedom and then apply in, I don't know, a week later, a month later, see if then you can get another Sapphire welcome bonus. Because these welcome bonuses are are pretty generous, right? Uh, 80,000 points, that's that's a solid offer for a $95 annual fee card. It is. And, you know, maybe you could do a, like a referral swap where someone refers you and then you refer back or something like that. Um, I think that there's value in the reserve as a secondary card. And in fact, I was approved for the preferred first. And then I said, well, I've got nothing to lose. The very next day I applied for the reserve and was approved for that as well. So just a really fantastic combination of cards for me when I thought I'd be locked out. And, And even just a month ago, there were reports that the Chase Inc. cards were not being subject to 524 and I applied and no, I was not approved for that. So this is a relatively new development for myself and for I'm sure many listeners. It's worth a shot. What's the cost here, Robert, if you're denied a hard pull, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of anything adverse like, you know, you, you've upset the hornet nest with uh, Chase and then they go scrutinizing everything that you're doing there. So I think it's a relatively low risk way to do it. And yeah, I don't think anybody's getting denied for other credit cards 
because of too many hard pulls. So uh, nice move there with the, I guess they call it the modified double dip. Um, I didn't quite have that much success. I was able to combine a referral uh, with an approval and uh, I'll take that as a win. That's a pretty nice thing. Like I said on the paid show, uh, you know, I, every time I get approved for another chase card, I feel like it was, it's going to be the last one ever. But I would like to see them become a little bit more lenient, a little bit more reasonable. I don't, you know, where did, where did that number five come from? Let's negotiate on that a little bit. Uh, maybe, maybe 10's okay within the last two years. <laughs> I like that. You, everything's negotiable. I love it, Robert. I really do. Let's jump through some of these Chase offers here and go over the cards that we think are at uh, really nice levels right now. The first one is that Chase Sapphire Preferred, 80,000 points with a $4,000 minimum spend. This has a $95 annual fee not waived the first year. You can generate your own referral link, and we have a link here in the show notes to do that. And I don't have it here. We haven't even put the Chase Sapphire Reserve link here because the preferred offer is so much stronger. You absolutely have to start with that, right? Yeah, that is a little weird. Hard to motivate to get because what 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 does the reserve really give you over the preferred at this point? I mean, other than I would take a Sapphire Reserve for seventy thousand if you gave it to me, but why why don't they make a hundred thousand? Just seems like a higher annual fee card should be a more generous welcome bonus. Yeah, but it's lower. It's sixty thousand on the reserve, which is like head scratching. <laughs> not, not, not even seventy? Oh man. <laughs> no, there are some reports that you can find a seventy thousand link uh, clanging around. I do think it has better pay yourself back. So there is that angle. And in fact, having a a preferred that you could upgrade at some point to a reserve to cash out is an an option. But it's a weird one, Robert. The preferred was such a premium card. And then this reserve came out with great fanfare and a huge sign-up bonus. And it's kind of like withering on the vine, the, the reserve, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a, well, they can make like the platinum cards from Amex and make them very complicated to try to extract value (laughs) out of them. But there really isn't a lot to it, right? You get that $300 annual travel credit, which isn't too hard to redeem. So the annual fee really isn't that bad, but I think they could bump it up to make it more business platinum-like, more more platinum-like, more in the neighborhood of 100,000 or, you know, even 150,000 like you see Amex doing. We'll see. I mean, they're definitely the two big players in the credit card space, Amex and Chase, but uh, good to see some movement here from Chase. And we'll talk later maybe about uh, Amex and just the kind of the enduring value here. I think it still is the best bank out there. But Chase, I think a close number two. I agree. I agree. You want to take this next one from Chase here, the ink? Yes, I was uh, having some experience with this uh, re- referring family and friends for it, actually. And it's the the ink cards are around the, around 90,000. Well, around 75,000. So uh, again, you can combine a referral for that, which is really generous on these business cards, 40,000. And I just actually saw that post this morning. Wow. Uh, that's a very, that's even more generous than Amex referral offers. Uh, for the most part, they have some interesting things going on with categorical uh, bonuses depending on spend from the car you referred from. But yeah, 40000 for referring and 75000 I think, pretty much across the board for all types of ink cards, unlimited uh, cash, you know, the 5X card at, the, at office supply stores people like. Uh, but I think the offer was coming in at seventy five, and you can match to to you know ninety thousand uh, because there is a semi public offer out there. And, and Chase historically better about matching than Amex. You know, Amex will pretty much uniformly mm-hmm. tell you to pound sand. They uh, Amex very knowingly puts different offers out there all over the place. Not A B t- testing, it's A B C D E F G testing. I mean, they put <laughs> offers all over the place with the same card. And if you tell them, hey, I saw this link that was better, they'd say, oh, that's that's cute, uh, have a nice day. But yeah. you know, with Amex, you can get the card another another way, another time. So with Chase, they're very reasonable. The, 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 you secure message them and say, hey, uh, a friend said, or I saw this, or here's a link. Uh, th- in most cases, they will match you with that. That's an, a nice attribute about Chase. So I like this uh, offer. If you have somebody who's under 524, who, hasn't, uh, who has a business, 
is comfortable applying for business cards. I think the, the ink cards are fantastic. Yeah, fantastic earner on that card too. We've still got 5X on categories on that card. And pairing it, you know, the last show we did here on the no annual fee edition of this podcast, we talked about the co-branded paradox. This ink card at, at its high level of earning could be the best card to earn ultimate rewards for and then transfer those into you know, Hyatt or United or British Airways or Southwest Points. It could be the best card for that situation, and it doesn't have any of those logos on it at all. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about this next one, uh, Aeroplan. That's a new one to us and not something I've dabbled with at all. A strange situation with Aeroplan, uh, you know, kind of this Canadian airline used to be an independent frequent flyer program. Now Air Canada linked with them. Good for a lot of partners. Amex points transfer one-to-one here to Aeroplan. So I don't think we uh, think about going after a chase card for that purpose because we can kind of generate a lot of Aeroplan miles uh, from Amex. But if you're under 524 and you really want to go after some Aeroplan uh, miles, here's an opportunity. But there's some pay yourself back kind of aspect to this. that got some people in trouble and I feel yeah. for them, but I didn't even come close to getting in trouble because this card wasn't even on the radar screen with me being well over 524. Yeah, same here. I don't see myself using this card. Yeah, well, we'll just stick with the MX plan for getting Aeroplan miles up. I think it's a good program for that. It's a good program. Let's just pause on that for a second. Aeroplan, I don't want to, I don't want to like skip over that, Robert. Aeroplan's a great program for booking Star Alliance premium foreign carriers, right? Yeah, yeah. Another unique. Um, was it Etihad? They're partnered with us as well. I mean, there's some. They're kind of Alaska esque in the in terms of the the other partnerships that they've developed even outside of Star Alliance. I like them for Swiss. I mean, everyone has their like like sweet spot with this program and if you're in the program because of membership rewards and you're looking at a chase card i i I mean maybe maybe but it's a it's a tough one for me because yeah so many membership rewards like you said yeah i do appreciate though that we're talking about airlines that you know aren't aren't the big five or six that we covered here on this last show we did here we're talking about uh, aeroplan and here we've got another one here air france klm the mastercard here with a seventy thousand mile sign up bonus for two thousand in spend this one also has a $95 annual fee that's not waived. And a little more details here in the show notes on the card itself. One of the great parts about this is it's from Bank of America. So we're not looking at a 524 situation. And we're going to transition away from talking about chase cards, I think, entirely here at this point. What's your opinion of uh, Air France Flying Blue Mile and this card itself, Robert? Interesting one. Yeah, because you think of Bank of America and they've got the Alaska cards, which are strong there. And then they've got, we've talked about the Elite card on the Fade Show. That's uh, been an interesting That's new offering. That's a great card, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they've got the tie-in with, if you keep 100,000 with them, that you get more earning on some of your cards. I don't think this, this one would qualify. It's more their straight cashback cards. This is what we're talking about. It would be nice if they really made a push to have a, a commingled program, kind of like a flexible transfer partner. But, I mean, Air France, I took a Air France flight not too long ago, about a year ago, and it was fantastic. Uh, their lounge was great. Their plane was new. Uh, straight from Boston to Charles de Gaulle. It's you know a very nice airline, and you can find some availability there for around seventy thousand per person, one way business class over to Europe. So you know, and then they've got their promos and uh, you know reduced fare things. So there's a lot of different interesting angles with them, but maybe not the first one that you think about. And, and again, if you you can transfer so many bank points over here, 
is yeah. it worth doing something you know sp- special for your you know Bank of America has unique churning restrictions as well and they they seem to be ever changing uh, maybe more permissive than uh, Chase but still you know the, the, the sky isn't the limit over there anymore on the number of cards that you get approved for so I think it's a, a matter of trying to decide whether you really want to start generating some additional miles at Air France KLM to absolve you of transferring flexible bank points uh, over from any number of uh, bank points. Yeah, I, I, I want to dig in on that a little more because you really need to know what you're doing with the program. You know, these, this is not something where it's like, oh, just go, f-, you know, the first two, the first two or three, first two cards of the show here are, look, even if you don't know anything about Chase Ultimate Rewards, you'll figure it out as you go along and there's almost no potential downside. That's not true here. If you don't know the program and you don't have a great redemption in mind, you could apply for this card, pay the annual fee, do the minimum spend, Orphan the miles, I think they expire as well. Not a great program to get into if you don't know what you're doing, but that doesn't mean it's not useful if you do. That's a good point. Yeah, with Ultimate Rewards, you always have that very easy cash out option. And as we go further down the list, you're going to get it's more and more crazy, obscure, I think. So yeah. I'll take the next one. I don't know if anyone's going to be claimed to be an expert on this one. Wells Fargo with the Choice Hotels <laughs> card. Wow. Okay. This is a deep cut. So I thought it was interesting to call this one out because... You know, you see banks out there competing for co-branded business. And Choice Hotels is definitely not a straightforward program, not not one of the top three, not one of the top five, maybe not one of the top 10 programs you want to look at. (laughs) But it's interesting that Wells Fargo took this business away from Barclays. And I, I like to see that kind of com- competition out there for co-branded cards. Um, I don't like Barclays so much. Wells Fargo, I don't know if I like them, but it's nice to see. Uh, you got to go look, load up the Wells Fargo credit card page sometimes. You see all kinds of crazy partnerships out there uh, built. You got choice. <laughs> You're like, like, what's the what's the common thing these have in common? It's like a wayward home for uh, you know strange programs at this point. But uh, good to see. I didn't think Wells Fargo said a couple of years ago they want to make more of a push. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. for, for co-branding credit cards. And I guess this is an example of it. Maybe not the marquee partner they were looking for, but uh, good to see them, uh, good to see banks competing, I think. I, I don't think I'll be going for this card. There's some strange paradox with uh, city points transferring one to two to choice and still having a hard time finding value in that program. But I, I, I like the call here because of the uh, of the co-branded thing moving around between Barclays and Wells Fargo in particular. It's It's novel, you know, and for someone who really does have a need. I think it's important for us to mention cards that are a little bit less discussed uh, out there. And I think, I mean, we're way in the weeds, Robert. Should we just cover this last one here? That's about as crazy as it gets. Bring it on. (laughs) All right. It's an all-time high from my records, Robert, for the City Shop Your Way MasterCard. That's $75 worth of points. Actually, I don't know if it's points or if it's straight cash back, but I don't think it really matters. It's $75 per $500 spent up to a total sign-up bonus on this card of $225. That would be $1,500 in spend if my math is right. Robert, this card is a sleeper. It really is. No annual fee. It's a city card, but it works on like a completely different city webpage. It's not going to show up in your city login. And it earns Shop Your Way points, which there are probably people listening to this show who they don't even know where Shop Your Way points came from. Came from a retailer that was called Sears or Kmart, apparently, uh, <laughs> and no longer, I think, exists anywhere in physical locations near anyone listening to this show. So that's about as obscure as the points get. But it earns 5x on gas, 3x on grocery, up to 10000 a year. So that's a $500 earner a year if you could get that spend done on gas. And This used to have a thank you point earning version, but this is the shop your way earning version. And so you're stuck with points that are shop your way points. And Robert, I know you're thinking, what good is a shop your way point, right? 
That is what I'm thinking. What even is a shop your waypoint? How, how would you even possibly spend it? But that's not the point of the, the card, I guess. Well, it, it is, but it isn't. I mean, the points are actually really easy to spend. They have a, a partnership with Rays, and uh, Frequent Miler's done an extensive write-up on how that works. But you can cash those points out for any number of gift cards, including Amazon, Walmart, uh, some really high-end gift cards that are hard to get at a decent discount. So we could call this, you know, you could maybe capture 95-ish percent if you, uh, you know, value those cards near 100%, near, you know, one-to-one. Uh, but those those points are just coming in all the time. I mean, this, the card kicks off all these weird promotions, and it's just an amazing little earner. And so I want to mention it here. Our plucky little card of the week, Robert, at the end here. The <laughs> shop your way card. No love anywhere, you know? When, when you said Rays, I thought you were talking about, like, R-A-Y-S, like a little grocery <laughs> store in Southern California or something like that. Rays, like the gift card exchange. I get it now. So yeah, you can yeah. cash out the points for gift cards, but you can also get cash back in some cases uh, based on targeted promotions. So uh, a little bit of a lottery element, but wow, wow. I mean, you think about a co-branded credit card. You have a co-branded credit card with a <laughs> defunct rewards program, essentially, right? It's just a, amazing that anybody would be paying attention to this card, let alone sprinkling it with lucrative targeted spending bonuses. But here we are. Yeah, no, I've had spending bonuses on it where I'm like, everyone's throwing down their card for dinner and it's like, you know, Amex Gold and Chase Sapphire Reserved and boom, City Shop Your Way MasterCard. Thank you very much, you know, and I'm earning more than anyone else at the table for some reason but uh yeah the card is is it's in my wallet it's i'm gonna they're gonna pry it from my cold dead hands robert i mean it's never gonna be out of my wallet it's just and i'll never get it because if i get it it'll ruin it for everybody so (laughs) totally will i'll I'll continue to sit back and admire you you swift people let you i'll let you pick up the bill for dinner there you go robert well any any parting words any like postscripts here maybe not a specific card but general advice to end the show yeah uh it just call out for amex I mean, you could earn more from Amex in the next year than all of these offers combined, Chase plus all these other ones, and, and you'd be better off. So it's not a news item that you can refer for Amex cards that you can you can get Amex cards that you've had before, that you can refer your spouse for Amex cards. You can get retention offers. You can get all kinds of lucrative, great stuff with Amex. So uh, nothing specific to talk about this week. It's kind of like the, the whole store is on sale over there at Amex all the time. So don't forget about Amex. That's a great reminder, and I think we can end it right there, right, Robert? Yeah, let's do it. Thanks for joining us this week. For a more in-depth discussion about points and miles, visit us at patreon.com slash milenomics. There you get a special link to listen to additional content right in your mobile podcast app or on your computer where we speak more freely about topics like these. And as always, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at milenomics, and Robert is at Robert Dwyer. We'd love to hear from you. Till then, we'll see you on the site.